Lotus FM News with Sureshan Pillay. Seven o'clock. Good morning. Students at the Cape Peninsula University of Technology says a third force is behind the violence and vandalism that had characterized their fee-related protest action in recent weeks. During a press briefing, student leaders from various political formations and other groups distanced themselves from the violence that has marred the protests. They say what they want is access to quality education for all. Sitsaba Nomga is the leader of the EFF Student Command at the campus. The only way the university can bring normality in this situation is if they, they implement the resolutions of the council, which is the clearing of debt, free registration, insourcing, and so on. That is the only way, because if those things don't happen, next year we will be fighting the same thing that we are fighting now. Southern Cape Police have released the names of the three people who died when their vehicle fell off a cliff at Herald's Bay near George, plunging into the ocean. They are 21-year-old Monica Alts, 21-year-old Lurandro Janssen and 20-year-old Werner Finger. Alts and Janssen's bodies were retrieved from the scene on Monday. Police spokesperson Malcolm Poggi. What this is for the 20-year-old Werner Finger is still continuing along the, the Herald's Bay coastline. Meantime... The other two deceased that had been retrieved from the wreckage had been identified by the next of kin. They are Malik Yons, 20 years old, and Luandro Janssen, the 21-year-old. International Relations Minister Maiten Kwane Mashabane has lashed out at the International Criminal Court over issues surrounding the arrest and transfer of suspects. She was speaking as debates among members of the ICC get underway in the Netherlands. Mashabane's request comes after the row over Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir in June. During an AU summit in South Africa, al-Bashir was allowed to leave the country, despite the ICC's arrest warrant for alleged war crimes in Darfur. Jack Parrock reports from The Hague. The International Relations Minister, Maite Nkwana Mashabane, said that the International Criminal Court is highly unsatisfactory, that the court won't consider some of the issues South Africa wants to be discussed here. The main issue is whether countries should be able to waiver their responsibility to arrest and transfer someone to the court if they have diplomatic immunity. This all relates to the case of Omar al-Bashir, the Sudanese president who visited Johannesburg for an AU summit back in June but was not transferred. The court's been critical of that. Maite Nkwana Mashabane said that this must be discussed. The Bureau of the ICC has put it now on the agenda. Kenya is preparing to host the Pope for three days next week in the capital Nairobi. At least one million people are expected to attend a mass celebrated by the pontiff and served by 900 priests and bishops. Last-minute preparations are underway in the areas that he will tour. Sarah Kamani spoke to Bishop Alfred Rotich, the chairman of the Pope's Visit Organizing Committee. So far we are happy and I think we are almost at uh, 87% and we are looking forward to fill the rest next week. And finally, French authorities say human remains found in the rubble of the flat where a standoff took place yesterday in Paris between police and suspects of last Friday's terror attacks are yet to be identified. Paris prosecutor Francois Molin says the fate of the suspected organizer of Friday's attacks remains unknown. The BBC's Tom Burridge reports. The Paris prosecutor said a new team of terrorists had been neutralized before they could launch another attack. 
eight people were arrested by police, but not Abdul Hamid Abayoud, the Belgian-born militant who's previously thought to have been in Syria. Unconfirmed reports in the United States suggest he may have been killed during the raid. What is clear is that French intelligence received a tip on Monday that Abayoud might be in France, and it was this that led them to the flat. Top story at 7 o'clock. Students at the Cape Peninsula University of Technology says a third force is behind the violence and vandalism that had characterized their free-related protest action in recent weeks. I'm Suresh Pele. Your headlines in half an hour.